Thanks for listening to the Northridge Christian Podcast. At Northridge, we exist to help people move closer to Christ. We believe that following Jesus is a journey, and we want to help you through that journey any way we can. We pray that you grow in your walk with God through this message today. So prepare your heart and mind for this teaching by our lead pastor, Mike Wares. How many of y'all think he's visited your house? <laughs> All right. Yeah, you know, that, that's, that's the way it is. Sometimes at Christmas, uh, it just seems like anything that could go wrong does go wrong. This is what we know, is that sometimes Christmas happens to us, and, and we get overwhelmed by what goes on. And, and, and here's the truth, is that if we don't have a plan uh, for Christmas, I will make you this guarantee, it will almost always overwhelm you. Now, now Kathy and I have had a strange tradition for a lot of years. We don't have to do it anymore. Uh, but, but for a lot of years while we were married, we would spend Christmas with my mom and Christmas with her family. Now, the, here's, the, here's the problem. My mom lived in Orlando, and her mom lives in the Atlanta Decatur area, lived in the Atlanta Decatur area. So that meant we would drive to Florida before Christmas, celebrate with my family on Christmas Eve. We were an impatient family, and we had Christmas on Christmas Eve. And so we would celebrate there, and then we would drive all night long to get back to Atlanta, okay, and, and, and celebrate with her family. Now, that usually meant that I was asleep in a corner somewhere, and it, and it wasn't a great, great Christmas. But, but look, this is what happened the Christmas of 1983. We had a, 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 the, the same plan ready to go. We headed to Orlando. We packed up our little yellow Subaru, okay, our little yellow Subaru. That's not quite, it's kind of yellow, but, but it was our little yellow Subaru, and we put our brand new baby that was two months old in the back seat, okay? She was not a happy baby. She had a terrible cold. So we drove to, to Orlando, Florida, and we spent Christmas there, and we showed off the new baby. I, I mean, she, she was a, a quite a, a handsome young lady, and, and the, the, yeah. we were younger back then. Can you believe that? <laughs> so so we, 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 we got her there, and we showed her off, and then, then Christmas Eve happens. Now, in 1983, and some of you will remember, some of you weren't born yet, but in 1983, it was extremely cold. In fact, in Orlando, Florida, it was the coldest Christmas ever. It was 21 degrees, and the houses down there are not built for that. And this is what happens on Christmas Eve. About 1 o'clock, the electrical grid goes down because everybody is running their heat, and they have no, they have no way to supply all the electricity. So they, they begin to scramble. But this is a crisis at my mom's house because on, New Year, on Christmas Eve, this is what we do. We would have turkey and all the fixings. At 1 o'clock, the turkey wasn't even in the oven yet, so we had to borrow a gas grill because we were going to have turkey. I mean, that was what was going to happen. And so we borrowed a gas grill, and my mom cooked everything on the gas grill. And at about 5 o'clock, the electricity finally comes back. We celebrate. And, and we still have this cranky baby, and now we have to get in the car and drive all night long to get back. Now, Sunday happened that, that, that year on Christmas Day, so that meant I was headed back to church that morning because I had to be there, and, but we're driving up I-75, and about, about Gainesville, I decided to, to, to clean the windshield, okay? We had the antifreeze stuff in the windshield washer, and when it hit the window, it froze, so that meant we had to stop and get out and scrape it, okay? Now, it was so cold that the inside of the windows, because this was a quality car, that, you know, I'm just telling you, 
it began to frost up a little bit. It was cold. We have a baby in the back seat that is freezing to death, and, and it just isn't very pleasant. It, it gets worse, okay? We get back to our house in Marietta, and this is what we find, a house that is extremely cold. Our gas meter, I didn't know they could do this, had frozen. And we weren't getting any gas. And so there wasn't any heat in the house. And then when we went to check out the water, guess what? There wasn't any water because the pipes had frozen. So it's early that morning. Kathy is, decides to head out to her mom's house in, in Decatur where they had to heat in water. And she steps in the door and she burst into tears. Well, there you go. Merry Christmas. Sometimes Christmas can overwhelm us. Sometimes Christmas can just happen to us. And, and, and this is what I want you to hear today. This is a sermon in a sentence, and it's pretty simple. It, it's to keep from being overwhelmed by Christmas. We need to plan for a meaningful Christmas. To keep for, from being overwhelmed from Christmas, we need to plan to have a meaningful Christmas. And that's really what this series, Intentional Christmas, is all about, is us having a plan so that when Christmas comes, that, that, that it will be meaningful, that there will be a purpose. And the, the, the one thing that you need to understand is that God has always planned for meaningful Christmases, all the way back to the time of the book of Genesis. But, but I want you to see here what it says in Genesis, the fourth chapter. Genesis 4 and verse 5 says, But when the time set had fully come, you see, God had a plan. And when the time was just right, God sent his son, born of a woman, under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to his, son, to, 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 to his sonship. Now, this is what you need to understand. God had a plan for that first Christmas, and I want you to understand is that we need to have the same type of plan if we want to have a meaningful Christmas. I want to show you God's plan because I think it was pretty incredible. The first thing that I'll tell you about God's plan, it starts all the way back in Genesis uh, chapter 3 and verse 15. And, and it, the, God's plan was that Jesus, that Jesus would crush Satan. This is what he says. And he's talking to the serpent here. He's talking to Satan. He says, I will make you and the woman enemies to each other. Your descendants and her descendants will be enemies. One of her descendants will crush your head and you will bite his heel. That's all the way back at the beginning of time. You begin to see just a little bit of, of God's, you get to see just a little bit of God's plan. The second thing that we see when we look is that God had planned for Jesus to be born in Bethlehem. And, and, and it says there in, in Micah 5 too, but you, Bethlehem, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. You see, God's plan was there and it was for Jesus to be born in Bethlehem. The next plan, the next part of the plan you'll see is that his plan was for Jesus to teach him parables. It says, I will open my mouth to the parable. I will utter things, things from of old. You see, God's plan was very, very important and very detailed. And he also had a plan for Jesus to do miracles. He says, in Isaiah 35, he says, Then will the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. You see, he has this plan. He had also planned for Jesus to be rejected. He says, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. 
That's part of the plan. And then he had a plan for Jesus to be sacrificed for the sins of many people. He says, for he bore the sins of many and made intercession for the transgressors. If you read the Old Testament, the one thing that you'll understand is that God has had a plan for you and I since the beginning of time. He, he, was, he had us in mind, and he wants to spend eternity with us. If you begin to look at the prophecies, can I tell you what you'll understand? Is that he had a plan. And if God had a plan for that very first Christmas, I believe that it's important for us to have a plan. And this series, Intentional Christmas, will help us understand how we can plan. And so the very first thing I would tell you today, three things I'm going to tell you, but the very first one is this is that we need to plan to take control. We need to plan to take control of our Christmas. Now, this is what typically happens. We let Christmas happen to us. We get all the invites, we have all those things, and we get overwhelmed with Christmas. Well, I'm going to suggest three things to you that you need to control right now. The first one is this, is that you need to focus, you need to focus on Christ. You need to focus on Christ. I, I want you to understand that, that at Christmas time, just like you saw in the, in, in, the, in the video, there are so many things that you and I would, will, will be able to focus on. It, it begins to pull at our hearts, tug at our, our eyes, and we see so many things. And you and I will intentionally have to focus on who Jesus is. If we don't, everything else will cloud our view. Some things that can happen that you need to do, I would suggest to you that being here on Sundays during this season is important because we're going to help you understand what it takes to have a great, meaningful Christmas, a Christmas on purpose. I would tell you that I think it's important that you come to the live nativity and even be a part of it, and you can sign up for that today. The reason why is because you get to see and be a part of telling the story of Jesus. And then, and then uh, on Christmas Day, I'm going to tell you before you open the gifts, is open to Luke 2 and read the story of Christmas, keeping the focus back there. Now, I'm gonna, I want you to understand, there are tons of things that will grab for our focus, but there's only one that deserves it. So we, we need to plan to take control. The first thing we do is that we focus, is that we focus on Jesus Christ. The second thing that we need to do is schedule our time. Schedule our time. This is how it works this time of year. There are Christmas programs. You, you know about those. There are family gatherings. There are Christmas parties. There are school events. There are, are, are all sorts of opportunities. And you know what? It crowds our time so that we don't have time to focus on Christ. I, I'm going to help you out. I'm, I'm going to give you a little lesson today. This is something that's pretty simple. You need to learn one two-letter word. Anybody have an idea what that two-letter word might be? No. Sometimes you just have to say no because we can be overwhelmed by all the things that are out there. We, we, can, we can run all over the place and we can, we can schedule every minute. And you know what we won't have time for? We won't have time to focus on Jesus. We won't have time to hear his voice. We won't have time even to know which end is up if we don't schedule our time and simply say no. I can't do anything else. Or no, I've got to make time. 
So that's the second area that we need to take control. And the third area is that we need to budget our money. Did you know that over 50%, can you believe this? Over 50% of Americans go into debt over Christmas. Now, what that means is they're spending a lot more money than they're taking in. What that means is that the credit cards are getting maxed out and then some. And so it is absolutely astounding when you realize that a lot of people, the Christmas hangover for them happens on the day the credit card bill gets there. I mean, it's not a pretty sight. And when we, when we get in our mind, hey, we can only spend so much. And, and this is the thing for me. I can remember Christmas. We would buy our kids these wonderful gifts. And after a day or two when the batteries wore out or it was broken, they were playing with the box and having a lot more fun with the box, okay? You, you've seen that. You understand that. But so we budget our money. And, and this is what I know, okay? Let me just tell you. I know some of you aren't going to listen to me. So we're going to help you out this year. This year, on January 16th, we start our next installment of Financial Peace University. So when you get that credit card bill around the 5th or 6th, then that'll be the time that you can sign up for, for Financial Peace University to learn how to get rid of your debt and to learn so you won't get back there next year. Amen? Because you don't want to keep making the same mistakes over and over. So th- that's where it begins. You and I have to plan to take control. Plan to take control, and that means we focus on Jesus. Plan to take control, and that means that we schedule our time. Plan to take control, and we budget our money. And when we do that, one of the things that will happen is this, is that Christmas won't happen to us, but that we'll begin to be able to flow with it, and it will become more meaningful to us. It is just that simple. Now, that first Christmas, God had a plan. God was in control, and it changed eternity for all the people. I would suggest this to you this morning. If you will take the time, if you will take the time to take control of your Christmas, it will change you. It will change those around you. In fact, people might even see Christ in you, and you could change their eternity. So the first thing that I would tell you this morning is is this, is to plan to take control. The second thing that, that, that I want you to understand, and this is what we'll be talking about next week, is to be available. Plan to make yourself available. Plan to make yourself available. Let me tell you the, the key here is what you want to be able to say in this season is, God, I want you to use me. In this season, God, I want you to to take my life, take my time, take my resources, and use me. You know, this is the time of the year when eyes are focused on who Jesus is. This is the time of year when hearts are open. But if we're so busy with all the stuff of Christmas that we don't have time to say, God, use me. Now, here's the key. If you're doing the taking control part, you know what? You'll have time to hear the voice of Jesus. You'll have time to respond when he might lay on your heart to help somebody. You'll have time to maybe spend some time with somebody and tell them about the true meaning of Jesus. But we have to make ourselves available. Next week, we're going to look at, 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 I believe, is probably one of the pivotal verses in our lives if we'll, if we'll begin to, to understand it. It's from Luke 1.38. It's what Mary said. And this is all she said. She says, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. 
I believe that if we get that in our hearts and minds, it will change us forever. I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. It's that simple. So that, that's making ourselves available. So we, we plan to take control, and then we make ourselves available. And, and, and then what we want to do is plan to pursue Jesus. Is plan to pursue Jesus. Now, can I tell you, if we plan to take control, we will have time to pursue Jesus. If, if, we, if we plan to take control of our time and our resources, we, we won't be so focused on all the other things, and we will actually have time to get to the reason for the season of Jesus Christ. This is what I, I know. You and I, we will find what we look for. We will find what we look for, Okay? I love the story. It's about a man who is moving to a new town. So he went to the town, and he asked one of the shopkeepers, he said, can you tell me about the people in this town? And the shopkeeper said this. He says, well, tell me about the people in the town that you're coming from. And he began to describe the people, and the shopkeeper said, I think that's the type of people you'll find here. Isn't that the truth? We will find what we look for. If I'm looking for the honorary old cusses, I'll find them, okay? If I'm looking for the, for the young crowd that has the energy, I will find them. And I will tell you this, that this is a promise throughout Scripture, is that if you and I will pursue Jesus, if you and I will pursue God, then we will find him. It is repeated numerous times through Scripture. And so if we will pursue him, if we will we'll take the time that we've made by controlling our time and begin to pursue him, I will tell you what, you will find him. If you're looking for presents, you will find them. But if you're looking for his presence, I guarantee you, you will find it and you will be satisfied. I like what the wise men said in, in, in Matthew, the second chapter in verse 2. said, where is the one that has been born king of the Jews? We saw a star when it rose, and we have come to worship him. They were looking for Jesus, and what did they find? They found Jesus. And I will tell you, this Christmas, if you'll pursue him, you will find him, and that will bring you the meaning to Christmas that you need. One more thing. I will tell you throughout this season, and you'll hear about this on Christmas Eve, is that our number one priority, our number one priority is to accept God's plan. Our number one priority is to accept God's plan. We find it, you've heard this verse, and it's at John 3.16. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. That's God's plan. God's plan was never to condemn anybody. God won't condemn anyone. What will happen is this. We will condemn ourselves by not believing in Jesus. But his plan is that every single person would be saved. And we have to settle that first if we're going to have a purposeful, meaningful Christmas. That means that we have to name him as Lord. We have to be obedient to him. And we have to be ready to do what he asks. It's a pretty simple thing. Intentional Christmas is this series, and, and, and what you'll learn is how to take control, how to, be, how to be available, and you will learn how to pursue them. And then on Christmas Eve, we are going to celebrate the plan 
that God has given us. This happened to me a few weeks ago. I came out of the store and I, I, I got to my car and I mashed, I, I pressed the button, okay? I, I pressed the button and nothing happened, okay? It didn't open. So now, now at that point, it, it being a, an American male, this is what I do. I pressed harder and gave it a little, uh, okay? Mm. And it still did nothing. Now, at this point, I moved from pressing the button to mashing the button, okay? Uh, there, there's a, a, a huge difference there. And, and not only did I press it, but I spoke to the keys and to the car, okay? I didn't say anything I shouldn't have, okay? I'm just telling you. But, 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 but I pressed hard, and, and, and now at this point, I'm getting ready to escalate to the smashing of the button and, and, and the kicking of the car and saying things that I probably shouldn't. But, but in that time, I noticed something on the front seat of the car. And it wasn't something that I would have in my car. I, I was at the wrong car. And when I pressed the button again, I heard the door locks two cars over. And I felt really, really foolish. This is what I want you to hear this morning. You can be standing at Christmas mashing all the buttons you want, but if you haven't taken care of making Christ the priority in your life, nothing else is going to work. You'll be standing there without a ride for a long time. So that's the key, is settle it today in your heart that this Christmas that you're going to have Jesus Christ in control and ruling your life. Because if you do that, I will make you this promise. You will find his presence in your life. You will find meaning for Christmas. And other people's lives will be changed. Don't keep pressing that button that doesn't work. Go to him. Would you pray with me? Right now, as your heads are bowed and your eyes are shut, I just ask you this question. I just ask you a pretty simple question. What is God saying to you today? Is he saying, hey, you need to take control of some things in your life? You know, sometimes we, we let Christmas happen to us when we could have just said no. So maybe God's saying to you today, you need to get your focus on me during this season. Or maybe he's saying to you, you know what, you, 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 you've got to schedule your time and schedule some time for me. And you've got to have a, a plan for your money. I think what he's saying to every single one of us is make yourself available. I've got something big I want to do through you this year. And I believe he's saying to every single one of us, pursue me in this season and you will find me. Father, right now, speak to our hearts. Speak to our hearts that we might hear your voice. Father, help us to, to drown out all the loud noises that are there. Help us to hear what you're saying to us and help us to respond. Father, that this Christmas would be the greatest ever because we heard your voice and allowed you to speak to us and that we made ourselves available for you. Father, help us in this Christmas to make it about you and not about us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you need prayer this morning, if you have a decision to make, we're going to be up front. Uh, I, I hope that every single one of you, while you're, you're sitting there today, 
we'll be saying this Christmas is going to be dedicated to Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to this message. You can keep up with what's happening at Northridge on your mobile device through our Northridge Christian app. If you have any questions about Northridge, you can contact us at info at northridge.online.